Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the Common English Bible. Our first reading is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. Though he was in the form of God, he did not consider being equal with God something to exploit. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a slave and by becoming like a human being. When he found himself in the form of a human, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly honored him and gave him a name above all names, so that the name of Jesus, everyone in heaven, on earth, and under the earth might bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Our next reading is from Romans chapter 10, verses 5 through 13. Moses writes about the righteousness that comes from the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith talks like this. Don't say in your heart, who will go up into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will go down into the region below, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message of faith that we preach. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart you have faith that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Trusting with the heart leads to righteousness, and confessing with the mouth leads to salvation. The scripture says, all who have faith in him won't be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek because the same Lord is Lord of all, who gives richly to all who call on him. All who call on the Lord's name will be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we continue in our Jesus is series, we come to a message that can be rolled up into a lot of terms. But for this week, I chose Jesus is Lord because of the fact that Lord is used quite often. I want to look at what that means for us. The readings I chose for today look at why we would call Jesus Lord, while also seeing what recognizing that does. I want to start with talking a little bit about what this expression really means, saying that Jesus is Lord of all. There's a lot of different titles we could use, and different ones have different meanings. Even Christ as a title would fall somewhere in this. We think of Lord, Master, King, Ruler, all sorts of synonyms. Messiah and Christ both have a meaning that translates somewhere between the anointed and chosen one. Kings are also anointed as are prophets and priests. And we can look at this idea of Jesus as Lord and almost say that Jesus is boss. Jesus is in charge. And the reason I waited until now to cover Jesus is Lord is because all the other titles that we talked about play into this one. And what I mean by that is that we look at a master, at a boss, at a king or ruler differently. 
if we think about having a personal relationship with that figure. And we see this in the Old Testament a lot. When somebody has a close relationship with a king, they're both treated differently and they're treated differently by the king. If we look at this going back to our first message, and we look at this through the lens of Jesus as friend, it doesn't take away from his role as the leader, his role as the one in charge. But it means that our relationship is different. If you've ever worked for a friend, you would know that the environment is different than working for somebody that your only relationship to them is that power structure of employer and employee. But the power structure isn't our only relationship to Christ. When we look at the role of the Good Shepherd, that the Good Shepherd is a leader, the master of the flock. But we also know that it's a role of care and conviction, that the responsibility that comes with it helps to define the role. When we look at Christ as the beginning and the end and bring that into it, then it would mean that Christ always has been and always will be in charge. And it helps us to recognize that eternalness of his leadership. One of the reasons I picked the readings for today is because of the way that Jesus is called Lord because of his actions, emptying himself, becoming fully human and fully divine, taking that human form and dying for us. But we look at that as obedience to God's will. I think that if we look at that as Jesus doing what had to be done, that he's elevated because he humbled himself and because he took our place willingly. Because he took upon himself our sins, that he suffered our death. And that he's exalted because of that. Our other reading talks about being saved by proclaiming Jesus as Lord. And it's interesting because it's not just a statement, that it's a two-part declaration. That it isn't just about saying the words. But we have to both say the words and have faith in our hearts. That if we have faith but we're afraid to say it, it means that there's some sort of doubt there and an unwillingness to actually confess. If we say it without having the faith, then we're just speaking the words without truly understanding. One without the other doesn't work. It requires both. To me, when we call Jesus Lord, it means that we are calling him the one that we will follow. The one who is exalted because he has shown what he's willing to do for us. That it is not a title just given out to say he's in charge, deal with it. It's a title that shows our respect for what has been done for us that when we declare Jesus is Lord, we are accepting that gift and accepting his status and his role. We are declaring that we dedicate our lives to his cause, that we dedicate ourselves to serving his kingdom, that we give ourselves over for his purpose because we have seen that his purpose is good, that we understand his leadership, that we understand his teaching. And I don't think of it as just 
giving a title to have a title. As I said before, there's many ways that we could express it. And Lord has just become the norm, if you will. And it's mainly because it's not a title used anymore. At least not in our everyday conversation, if we're not talking about Christ. That if God's not in the mix, rarely do we say that someone is Lord. We aren't going to work for a Lord in our daily jobs. We don't get up in the morning and get things ready for our master. When I think about all of you, I can't think of any of you that are in a position where you would ever have called anyone else Lord. And I think that's why it has taken such a unique position as a title. Because when we talk about Christ as king, it is the king of kings, the king of all, because we have to place him above any other kings. If we were to say that he was the boss, we have to say that he is boss of all bosses, to elevate him above all others. To say that no matter who is the boss, they still report to the one at the top who earned that place by showing the kind of love that has to be shown to be able to do God's will. When we use Lord, it conveys something higher than simply king or boss. Though there's still descriptions that we could use, Lord becomes a unique title. Just as Christ is a unique title. So when we call Jesus Lord, that title conveys our respect, our love, and our devotion to this friend that decided that he would lay down his life for us. When we call Jesus Lord, we are saying that he is our protector, our guide, and our guardian as a good shepherd. When we call Jesus Lord of all, we are recognizing his role in all things from beginning to end. When we do that, it helps us to consolidate all of those things that we think about. And it doesn't mean that he's unapproachable. Often when we think about a king, we think about somebody that we'd have trouble coming to. But that's not Christ. He's someone that is there for us in all things because the leadership that Christ gives as our Lord and Savior is one of servant leadership. Not one who's demanding that everyone do everything for his glory, but one who serves the people for the glory of God. That all may feel welcome. That all may feel loved. That all may feel accepted. Because there is no Jew and Gentile. There's just us. Because it's servant leadership. It's that servant leadership that I think of the most when I think about Jesus being Lord. That we think of him that way because he is the type of leadership that we need in all places in our lives. Someone in charge who cares. And I'm reminded of the stories about the head of large companies that are still willing to do the lowest job in the company to show that there's still no job beneath them. that everyone from the highest to the lowest matter. 
that they are still willing to talk to every customer and every employee in order to help. Because as Christ demonstrated, his role as Lord isn't simply to command and say, go and do. We don't think of him as some general sitting back at headquarters, sitting around going, have this person do this and have that person do that, and that he's just sitting watching, waiting for results. No, we see Christ as the one who is on the front lines, checking in on everyone from the first to the last, making sure that all are okay, because all are in his care and all are deserving of his love. No one is left out. No one is left behind. And that all of it glorifies God. And that his actions glorify all creation. Because he is willing to serve in order to show how to lead. And that's the servant leadership that we are called to. Not that we may, not that we may be part of the kingdom of God so that we may rule over others. But that we may be part of the kingdom of God in order that we may serve in God's kingdom. That we may do God's will. That we may love others. That we may care for all creation. That Christ didn't lead by holding his title over people's heads. Christ's leadership was that of somebody who was willing to do for the least and the last. That his actions were always to help others, not to further himself, but to further the kingdom. Not to exalt himself, but to humble himself, to raise others up that he would be exalted by God. And that's what we are called to do. So to me, when I say Jesus is Lord, it is because I see him as the example of who I want to be. One who leads by example. One who leads with compassion. One who walks in the truth. One who approaches mistakes with mercy. One who lifts others up so that all may be joined together. And in declaring that Christ is Lord, I declare that that is what I want my life to be like. That I see him and want to serve him by serving others. That I see him and I want to serve him by loving others. I want to serve him because I know he would do everything to serve me as lowly as I am. They say that it helps to have friends in high places. And I have to say it's true. Because Jesus, as our friend, our shepherd, as the beginning and the end, as Lord, is someone who is always there for us, always willing to listen, always willing to help, in order to show us just how good life can be and how good we can be when we follow that example. Amen.